Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Letter Podcast. With me today, I have Christine Niklos, the founder and CEO of People Science. People Science is a recruiting human resources RPO, and they have their own internal technology, which they operate for corporate clients around recruiting and uh, employment processes. I'll let her explain it because she's going to do a much better job. Christine, thanks for joining us in the Black Letter Podcast. It's a really kind of crazy time in the hiring world. We've seen it at our firm. I've heard it from every client. I'm in a Vistage group where every single member of the group, from bankers to biotech, are like, we can't hire people. Everybody's resigned. I have an IT friend in that group, a government contractor who lost 30% of their workforce. And They've called it the great resignation. We've seen that over and over again. And you, Christine, not only do you resolve this, but you've written an article about it recently. And um, I jumped ahead. But first, tell me about yourself and your company and where you come from. Let's start with that. And then I want to get into the great resignation because that is interesting to me. Thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited to talk about the great resignation and how companies are actually capitalizing on it, um, whether they're small or they're large. First things first, I saw that you're a master diver. I'm a business driver, diver, always glad to meet another diver. So yeah, what an interesting background. I also really love the fact that you've got that science and business background. I rebranded the name of the company back in 2007 to People Science because we are firm believers in the combination of building business process around recruiting, talent acquisition, I should call it. And that's, that's a lot of what we're going, you know, what I'm hoping to, to, share with people today about how we're doing, what we're doing, and why we're being successful. How long ago did you start People Science? I opened the company in 1997, and I wow. kind of went in like this. Oh, what am I doing? So it was uh, really as a woman in, in 97, I was told by the, the president of the company I was with that they just didn't want a woman at the top. Wow. So nowhere for me That's to go. Cool. Yeah, right? And, and fast forward today, I have four daughters. So, you know, Years ago, well, I guess up until 10 years ago, PR people would say, don't ever bring that up. But I have these four daughters always staring at me saying, you better bring that up. Um, so times are changing. And it turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to me. I, I love my work. I love what I do. And I think we have a big impact. Good. Well, so tell me how people science works. I understand you have three divisions. One is recruiting. One is an RPO. And you can explain what that is to people because you told me before the show that that's going to be a $42 billion industry this year. And I don't understand it. I understand the words, but I don't understand the details. And then your third, of course, is your your own software product. We have these three practices. Specifically, we, we started on the consulting side, right? So my background before I opened the company was writing franchise products for the industry, for the staffing okay. industry. And when you take a look at talent acquisition, what you'll see is it's kind of a catch-catch-can just in time. A company, any company, small, large, medium, needs to hire someone they go about, they then at that point reactively go out and look for someone. What's become apparent to all of us right now, right? I think everybody's felt the pain of not having enough talent to fill the slots that we have. 
that right. has been in existence. That gap has been in existence for a very long time. And I think when you look at business as a whole, you would never open, let's say you're going to open a widget factory. You would come in with a really solid business plan that's proactively determining how you're going to buy supplies and how you're going to buy supplies this year and next year and next year, just like we're looking at supply chains now. If you look at the organizations in supply chain, they have a backup, right? The ones that are doing well, they've had a backup where they know how to work around these things. Good plan, nothing takes the place of good planning. In talent acquisition, in recruiting as a whole, you know, on a scale of one to 100, I think globally, we're at like 40, right? 40%. Okay. The kind of business acumen that goes into other parts of, of our businesses just doesn't exist in TA. And there's a million reasons, right? It's a it's an emotional thing, right? It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or, you know, have a crew of janitors that work for you, whatever the case is, or you're the janitor yourself, your job is an emotional part of your life. And it also... Right. You know, and, and there's been some really good work by, by Clifton about this too, about our happiness factor is so directly correlated to our work, right? So this huge gap that, that has been in existence for a long time is still part of this like reactive catch can. When you look at what's happening today, if you just put good business practices, you'll see a genuine increase in your ability to get good talent and retain good talent. It's just a matter of putting your focus in that area as compared to being reactive. So let me ask you a question that is something that we bring up internally all the time. And I talk with other podcast guests about it. I think it even came up yesterday on a podcast that we recorded. So Jack Welch, right? Hire slow, fire fast. And I talked to a gentleman yesterday who's like, hire fast, fire faster. And in this day and age, and I only say for a heartbeat when he said that, more than a heartbeat, I said to myself, well, that's actually... We're finding that to be true. If we if we are interviewing an associate and we don't get them an offer that day, they've taken another offer by the next day. So this traditional wisdom of hire slow, like that's a different marketplace. So that shifted. And then of course the wisdom about firing fast. And I know you're on the recruitment side, but that's always made sense to me is not to keep somebody around like that doesn't want to be your company or you don't want it your company. You know, those kind of two week notice things where it's a, it's a gentle departure, fine. But if you're letting somebody go or it's bad, I mean, I feel like you've got to cut that off. So what are your thoughts on that, I guess, kind of uh, truism? Especially, or yeah, especially today, you need to hire fast. If you find somebody, they're a good fit, you want them, you have to pull the trigger quick. But it's everything that you've done before that. You know, and I'm going to send some, some good links over that can go out podcasts too that help people understand how to do that, help organizations Great. understand how to do that as well. Yeah, we'll put those on our website underneath the show notes. But the key thing is that you have to understand who you are as an organization. Right. You hear a lot about culture. I'm so tired, really tired of the word culture. Hiring somebody is bringing them into the nest. It's bringing them into your, lack of a better word, family, your work family, right? Into your right. organization. It's almost like a marriage, right? And, and we all know how easy it is to date and find somebody. But if you don't, and, and you know, a lot of times if you look at a fail, any kind of failed relationship, particularly in hiring, it's because we thought that it was going to go a different way. So right. the way that you get out in front of that is really understanding who you are. You know, the other day I was getting gas and, and um, I love this gas dependent and I gave them my credit card. The owner of this gas station, a young guy who came from Wall Street. I live in New Jersey, by the way, everybody here came from Wall Street. Right. I think the rest of the listeners have to know in New Jersey. You can't pump your own gas. It's right. kind of weird. 
Right. But if you drive right. in the interstate, you stop for gas, and you're like, why can't I put gas in my car? It's a it's a weird New Jersey law. Yeah. Right. So. But anyway, my, my credit card has the company's full like name that we don't use options employment resources. So he comes up, he goes, Look, this is gonna sound funny, but do you own an employment agency? Because I have these three gas stations. I've just gotten into this and I can't hire anybody. So wow. I, I I took one look at him though, and I said, you know what? The the principles are the same here. All you need to do is really understand who you are and who that guy is. Because he had a guy working there who'd been with him since the beginning, and it was he was a lot of fun. And stay in that realm. When you understand who you are. And who you want to be in your marketplace, not you know, not just you personally as an entrepreneur, but as an organization, then you're better able to say this is a fit for us. So it's like finding your company's mission is really tantamount or, or paramount, really paramount in discovering how to hire people, so that you're communicating the message. And you hate the word culture, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's an easy way to describe. It. You've got to know your culture so that you can attract people that fit in your culture, right? And and the first part to that. Is understanding, who, yes, who the company is, who you are, who you really are, and that's not always easy, right? So a right. few years ago, I got a call from a large organization that we worked with for many years. Seven thirty in the morning, we need you to come in. We're changing recruiting. We're now shifting from an energy company into a technical company. And I'm like, God, I hope we didn't advertise, right? No, it's already out there. My point is, you can make a decision at the very highest level. But especially in large organizations, it takes a long time to trail down. So when you're recruiting, you need to know where you are at that point in time. Otherwise, you waste a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort turning out people that aren't a fit for the time. So it's not managing to your culture. It's not recruiting to your, it's recruiting to where you are now. You may aspire to be here, but you need to put your, you know, put your feet on the ground where you are now and look for people that match at that. So on that topic, so I'll close out our kind of intro segment here and ask you to think about a challenge either for people in the marketplace today, and maybe I would like to hear about the great resignation, and e- even if in passing, if you have a different challenge, but um, a challenge around that great resignation piece, and maybe you've talked a little bit about it now, or a challenge you've had with your business since you started back in 1997 as a woman founder. And um, gosh, how many years has it been? It's 2022. 24 uh, years. Yeah. 24 years. So fantastic. We, we started in 2001, and I keep looking down at the calendar thinking, oh my gosh, more than 20 years. It's crazy, right? It just goes by like yeah. that. So thank you for joining us on the Black Letter Podcast for this segment with Christine Nicholas and People Science. We'll see you next Thanks. segment with Christine where she talks about important, meaningful stuff that you can probably learn from and use. We'll see you in a few minutes. Download us wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and email us at tdunlap at dblawyers if you have questions about the show. We will get a Black Letter Studio email address, I promise. But in the meantime, feel free to email me. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.